This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokotlela. Welcome, Gary, and welcome to our podcast as to the swaggest law show in South Africa. The swaggest. <laughs> Lines, uh, today's show is about the options open to President Jacob Zuma. Are there any options? Well, we're going to discuss them. Um, we'd like to think they're not, but let's see. He wants to exit without facing a prison sentence. Um, he's been called a Tsotsi by his opponent, and if that's <laughs> true, the Tsotsi must humba. <laughs> DJ Gary in the house. And lights, this could be Sewer Ramaphosa's theme song. <laughs> yep. If he ever gets a backbone, hey, I'm worried about that man. Well, Lines, according to reports I saw on the weekend, there's a possibility of uh, Jacob Zuma turning state witness. Oh, I thought the scriptures were going to be. Well, what what that really means in law is uh, something where we're going to discuss. He's got to turn state witness and he's got to implicate a whole lot of people. Sure. Let's talk to our attorney who specializes in criminal law. It's attorney Peter de Viet uh, of Ian Levitt and they're in Santon. With him, we'll discuss the indemnities, plea bargains and the various options open and available to the president. Wow, interesting. Our Facebook page is the Laws of, uh, life. of life with yeah. Gary Hertzberg. <laughs> and our Twitter handle is <laughs> at Hertzlaw, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. We're proud to present the show in collaboration with uh, Legal Talk South Africa Center. with their membership of 167,000 people. Which has grown once again. Thank you for your support uh, to all our podcasters and we just hope that this show is actually do answer your legal queries that you might have. I think a lot of people are going to want to listen to this one. Peter De Viet is a specialist in criminal law. Welcome to you, Peter. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk, Peter. According to reports, it's rumored that uh, Zuma has agreed to quit, but we I think he's waiting to see if he can quit without going to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, before, before we talk about really law, just talk about whether, the, whether there is an immunity pos- uh, available to him, an amnesty or an immunity from prosecution. Is that possible? Please explain. And who would give that to him? Okay, the... Immunity that's, that's really uh, known in our legal system um, comes from something along the lines of what is called Section 204 of the Criminal Procedure Act. And that requires, that, uh, requires firstly an agreement between 
the accused person in the state, the National Prosecuting Authority, that he will be given immunity in return for testifying honestly and fully on crimes he was involved in and in his knowledge. And there's a catch to uh, Section 204. That's not a guarantee. So you sit with the prosecutor and you say to him, let's say I was involved in a murder. And... um, Doctrine of common purpose, I'm not going to get too much into that, but we both stand liable to be convicted of this murder. And I decide to turn on my co-conspirator and I start testifying. It is then the court's decision at the end of my testimony, at the end of the matter, after I've been cross-examined and the courts examined me as well, to decide whether or not I have indeed been truthful Mm -hmm. and fully truthful. If it is the court's decision that I have not done so, then I am not immune. Now, um, we had a rather special unique version of 204 um, with the truth and reconciliation just after the change of government but it was very much the same principle it was said to those various cadres and those various state agents um, back then look you know there was a low grade war in South Africa things were done please come to the fore um, admit what you've done and if we believe you've testified fully and honestly, we will then consider amnesty. And in the, in the vast majority of cases, those amnesties were given. Um, however, what's important there is that 204, the granting of the 204, the state witness agreement, becomes an administrative action by the Nas- National Prosecuting Authority. Now, Gary, as you are well aware, all administrative actions can be reviewed by a court. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll see that with the initial withdrawal of the, what, the seven, seven, eight hundred fraud charges against Mr. Zuma. Um, what happened was is that the DA then went to court and uh, the court then ruled that the withdrawal of same charges were not rational. That's yes. one of the tests that you can do. Mm. So even if he could somehow get an agreement from the higher echelons of the NPA that he would be a state witness for them, um, I don't know that very many courts are going to see that as a rational decision because generally – well, let, well, hold on, Peter. Let's mm-hmm. assume that he turns on the Guptas and he turns on maybe his son, which mm-hmm. are the reports I've seen. And he comes along and he says, I'm going to tell you the whole truth about the Guptas and my son, what the involvement is, how my son was employed by them, how much money they took, the relationship with ESCOM and all the others. He mm-hmm. tells the full truth so that you bring everyone to book, bring the whole house of cards down. But well, is is that not? Would that not escape him from from being convicted? He then becomes like uh, Jackie. Um, who was it? Jackie Celebi. No, Jackie Celebi got he, fifteen. He, he, yeah, he got fifteen. But the people that turned, I think it was um, Agliotti, turned on Kevin. Ah, but you see, there's a difference there. Yeah, uh, Mr. Agliotti. It turned on uh, not Kevin. Mm-hmm. Agliotti mm-hmm. turned mm-hmm. on. Uh, but he could turn on him regarding, I think. Money's of about 300,000, which exchanged hands, etc. right? Mm. Jackie remained the big fish. Yes. I find it hard to see a situation in which a president is accused, and I'm being a lawyer, accused, I'm not saying he's done it, mm. of this level of corruption, this amount of money gone, mm. and he's not seen as the big fish, the one you want. Well, in order to get him to exit, you've got to do a deal with him. You've got to do a nice deal. You say, all right, sit down. What do we discuss with you? You don't want to go to jail. The only way we can avoid you going to jail is for you to to sing like a bird against all the others. Okay, Gary, now you're talking internal ANC politics, something I'm not 
our favor. Well, we're just talking, uh, I got you. Mm. It's not something that we can answer. No. But from a legal point of view. From a legal point of view, I do believe that it, the NPA grants him, um, or not grants him, makes a state witness deal in terms mm. of Section 204 with him. Mm. I do believe that the, um, the DA and probably the EFF will be going to court on that, saying that it's not a rational it's not. It's not rational. Mm. However, there was a case a few years ago, there were books written about it, the, do you remember uh, Brett Kebble was murdered? Yes, yes. The man who pulled the trigger? Michael Schultz. He, he turned state witness. Yes. And as a result, he didn't go to jail for, for pulling, the, pulling the, the trigger, and he admits to doing so. That's correct. What was that? Isn't that a section 204? That was a 204. That was a 204. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. The actual murderer can escape and walk around saying, I murdered someone. Forget, forget that case. I've murdered someone, but there's a bigger fish to fry, so I'll turn on him. I think in that case, the bigger fish was uh, all the amounts of illicit money. Remember that um, what happened to Brett Cable was essentially assisted suicide. It was arranged by him. Mm. So... Look, these are the judgment calls that need to be made. Um. Yeah, let's talk of another section, interesting sections, mm-hmm. that you use very commonly. And this is where somebody wants to plead guilty in a case, and you want to do a deal with the prosecutor. Um. And you go to the prosecutor and you say, listen, if my client pleads guilty, will you support him staying out of prison? Uh, yes, uh, Gary, I just gotta, I just gotta correct you there. That's mm. called 105 Big A. Yes. Um, what the Americans would call a plea bargain. Yes. Um, it's not actually something I use very often. I tend to go on trial, but, mm. um, sometimes what you do is. If you your client says, listen, I don't want to go on trial, I want to plead guilty. Well. Do a deal. There's too much deal. evidence against me. Do, then it, you do, do a, a deal. deal. Yeah. Indeed. And then, um, the procedure there is relatively simple. You sit, and for a 105A agreement to be reached, obviously there has to be agreement between the um, accused and his attorney and then obviously the state as represented by the NPA. Mm. Um, they will generally also consult with their complainants. They don't just do it in a vacuum. Mm. Um, it's then a very – it's not like just a normal guilty plea in terms of Section 112 where you say, look, I did it, I, I admit the elements, and then sentencing is done later. It's, mm. it's, it's quite an extensive document. Yeah. It goes into the facts quite in detail. Uh, it then goes into the accused personal circumstances, etc., etc., and then there's an agreed sentence. It's agreed between you and the prosecution. Yes. The magistrate is not there at that time when you're no, doing. He's he's, not there. He doesn't know what's going on. No. Okay. Um, he is, if an agreement is, is reached, he is then. Now, I mean, obviously within the state, they go through their own administrative processes. So you'll be dealing with the prosecutor tasked with the matter. Mm. Once you've reached an in principle agreement, she then has to go to her control prosecutor or her. Yeah. And, uh, if they are then in agreement, you then go and see the magistrate who has the final say. He must veto it or allow it. Okay. Before we get to the magistrate, it can happen in any case, in whatever case it is, uh, could be a commercial crime. It could be whatever. Yes. You sit with the prosecutor and you do a deal. That's correct. And uh, the prosecutor says, well, this is quite a serious offense. Your client stole a lot of money. Uh, he hasn't paid back the money. So. Mm-hmm. I think the deal I'm prepared to do with you is he must sit for six months and not for seven years. That's correct. And your client says, fine, I'll take that deal because if I go to court, there's a risk that the magistrate will give me seven years. Or 15. Or 15, absolutely. That's called a plea bargain. And that is happening every day by the thousands in the lower courts. 
Um, especially in commercial crimes, yes. Absolutely. Especially in commercial crimes. Yeah. Now, let's take our president. Mm-hmm. He sits down and he says, I'm prepared to plead guilty, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go to jail. I want to do a deal. Okay. Who does, who does he, who, who's he going to do the deal with? I'm sure in a case of this, this high of a level, it would be the very highest echelons of the National Prosecuting Authority itself. Who's sitting there at the moment? At the moment, it's Sean Abrams, but yes. I don't think he's <laughs> going to be there very much longer. Yeah, so that moment. won't help because Sean no. Abrams and he are known to be close. Yes, I don't think it'll, that'll be the case. Um, mm. But remember, you have a final watchdog on a 105. Mm. It must be vetoed or not by the magistrate. Um, it's a system, it's a, it's a safeguard that was brought in specifically, specifically to avoid a case where a man does a 105A on murder and gets a suspended sentence on it. You mean if you booty booty with the prosecutor, yeah. you can say, hey, but uh, just let us off. Mm-hmm. And so the magistrate always has the final say, the final which say. in my view, it makes a bit of a mockery of this. It doesn't work like that in the USA, does it? The deal is done with no. the, with the, with the state as such, mm-hmm. with the people. And the ma- and the judge or the magistrate's got no say in it, in the U.S. The, a different system, jury system. The uh, the the magistrate is a or the judge in their case is a far more a passive roles player than yeah. in our courts. Um, but if the if the, if you do a deal with the prosecutor, you've spent weeks trying to put a deal together. Mm-hmm. It's been up and down, yarn near, and so on. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you strike a deal. Yeah. That your client will not go to jail and he will repay this or he will do that or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You get to court, the magistrate looks at the deal, he says, I don't sanction this deal. Does that, that happen? Yes, and then your deal doesn't exist. Can he then sentence your client to no. jail? No. No. What so does he, he could, do? Um, he is then… Uh, refers the matter back. He refers the matter back to court. You're either going to plead guilty and take your chances or you're going to go on trial. But what most often happens is you'll go to your client and say, look, the magistrate's not going for this deal. You know, he's not going to go for six months. Let's see if 18 months gets the, gets the job done with him. You take the back to him. So it's not just a once-off thing. You can go back to him. If he says, no, I'm not going to go for this, you can go back to him. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, yeah, okay, I'll go for this. So the magistrate's really getting involved in the, in the settlement as such, ultimately. Yes, but as a god, as a god against well for everybody of abusing you, yeah. of abusing the system. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, this this may not work. I mean, if there's a deal that's done between the National Prosecuting Authority and Zuma's attorneys, with the billions that he's accused of, I don't see it happening. You don't see that there'll no, be a possibility no, of him getting a, uh, an Gary, agreed agreed sentence. Gary, you got to you got to keep in mind certain aggravating circumstances. Here. Firstly, it's not just only the quantum. Remember. What he's accused of with um, in Kandla and, and, and those monies is not really all that much compared to the frauds that he's being accused of. They, we're talking about very serious money. And secondly, um, as I spoke in the, in the earlier half of the show, the other podcast, um, one of your very big aggravating factors in theft is if the theft is from an employer because you were in a position of trust. Now, lest we forget who the president's employer is, it's the population of a country he's entrusted with tremendous power tremendous access to funds and for a man like that to then abuse it for his own personal gain um my and i'm giving a personal view now um you almost can't sentence him hard enough do you uh, let me start again does the ANC or the country have the ability Cyril Ramaphosa to give him a blanket 
immunity and say amnesty, immunity, no. and say we let you go. Don't no. worry, you go. Just go and you clear. No. Is that not a, is that not available? No, we don't have anything like that. The closest that you would find to that is in the British system where they say that a king can do no wrong. So if uh, dear old Queen Elizabeth in London today decided that with those big old scissors that she uses to cut the ribbons, today I'm not going to cut the ribbon, I'm going to stab someone. Mm. Theoretically in law, she would not be able to be prosecuted, although I doubt that would even happen in England now. It's you, a very dated thing. You could be quoted right now all over the press by saying that in your view there's no way for the president possibly to escape being prosecuted. Not what I'm saying. Is there a way for him to escape being prosecuted? Um, I suppose if he's just not charged to start with. Um, he just walks away and uh, no one charges him, but then that, yeah. Once again, I don't believe that the EFF and the DA will let that rest. I don't believe mm -hmm. so. Um, I think it's very difficult. It's very difficult for him, I think, to avoid facing charges. Yeah. That's why he's hanging around. He's trying mm -hmm. to do a deal. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I don't know what We're trying to work out If he came to you as an attorney said, Peter <laughs> uh, President Zuba I need a deal um, I would be Without getting into my client list I would be conflicted If he came to you No but, but seriously If you uh -oh. weren't conflicted Now very, I'm thinking <laughs> Very gracious of you Peter But uh, I think if President Zuma Was prepared to pay you And his backers millions To get him a deal You'd think about it it's a job. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> What's the deal? We can't find the deal. Lange, you got the deal. It's a very kitschy one. Uh, this man has been quite surprising. So uh, we just need to wait and watch with bated breath, I guess. But uh, I think South Africa as a whole is very tired and very constipated. We just need to go to the toilet for the last time and just, <laughs> you know, get over and done with it. The castor oil is no longer holding on, I must say. Sorry to use that a metaphor, but yeah, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, Peter, you've explained it. I mean, you've explained the uh, sections available. 204 is something people can look at. Section yeah. 204 of the Criminal Procedure, Procedure Act. Yes. Uh, section 105, Big A. Yes, is Big A. Also is, uh, that's kind of your plea bargain section. That's your plea bargain section, yes. And if uh, God forbid you're in trouble, anyone, you may want to have a look at that section. Also, yes. you need to see lawyers on these things if you are call to court and you want to do deals and just see a lawyer really help I'm you. sure I'm sure Mr. Zuma has a very experienced legal team by now um, oh no he's been in court enough yeah, yeah. so um, Michael Halley is one yeah cool many thanks for this Peter we've said our say and I think <laughs> we all stand by what you've said and we appreciate it and uh, just for the record, please don't quote me as saying he has no options. No, I, I, just I, discussing I, I, I think, I think, yeah, yeah you it's may. It's always the legal advice. <laughs> you mean there's always a depend. It depends. Yes, it's always, it's a wise uh, advice. It depends on the yeah. merits, what you mm. present before us. Yeah. Because once again, we, we have this reference to seven to eight hundred charges of fraud. Mm. I don't know the merits of those charges. Yeah. Yeah. For all I know, his best option might be to, he comes to me, we discuss the case, and I say to him, you know what, Mr. Zuma? Mm. Let's go to trial. Yeah. Let's go clear your name. Yeah. I charge uh, 50 grand a day. Let's go to trial. Let's go clear yeah. your Absolutely. name. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know about the 50 bucks a day. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for this, guys. Our listeners, I'm sure you've enjoyed this. Many thanks for all this. And uh, until next, uh, week. next week, next Tuesday, yeah. we'll see you. Cheers. Thank you. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com.
This is CliffCentral.com.